We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's dive into the matchup here, folks, of the Notre Dame defense against the USC offense. And this is an interesting matchup. I, I talk about the offense first because, number one, the Notre Dame offense needs to get going. It's it's bad on – it's like week on week against good on good because here's the reality of this matchup. Notre Dame defense this year has been pretty good. And and Notre Dame's defense this year, even against Louisville last week, is, is it was probably their worst game of the year, still did enough for them to win the football game. Simply put, the offense has not been helping them, has not come close to been helping them this year. Uh, when you look at the Notre Dame offense and, and, and uh, defense and what it's been able to do on the season uh, in the context of who they've been able to do against, you know, we talked about, you know, what USC has been able to do against really bad uh, a bad scoring offenses. Well, Notre Dame hasn't exactly played a team like USC or anything close to it. You know, Navy's not a very good scoring team. They rank 111th in the country at 21.6. But here's the difference between USC and Notre Dame. They're playing bad offenses and letting those teams score above their, their margins or right at their margins. Notre Dame plays a Navy offense. It's not very good. They average 21.6 points per game, but Notre Dame held them to three points. Uh, Notre Dame plays an NC State team that uh, right now is not a very good offense. They scored 29.2 points per game. Uh, Notre Dame held them below their season average by about five points, and then one of those touchdowns came in garbage time. Uh, Notre Dame played a Central Michigan team that's given up 23.3 points per game. You held them to 17, which was actually one of their worst performances of the season. Ohio State on the season uh, scores 35 points per game. Uh, Notre Dame held them to... 17, which is their lowest point total of the season. If you look at Ohio State's numbers in the other, was it four games they've played, they've averaged 39.5 points per game. So you held them below their average. The Duke offense averages 32.6 points per game, uh, which is 45th in the country. Notre Dame held them to 14, so 18 points below uh, their season average. Or excuse me, yeah, it was, yeah, it was 14. Held them to, to 18 points below their season average. Uh, and then Louisville, as you look at the Louisville game, Notre Dame gave up 33 points. Louisville averages 36.3. I'll contend that, again, you held them below their season average. So every single opponent you've played this year has been held below their season average against you. 
some by greater margins than others. Louisville was only three points behind, but I think we can all agree that Louisville should have been at least a touchdown, at least a touchdown below uh, that that number. Uh, because I mean, for well, not because, but they give us some points late. That's really what it boils down to. And um, but still, you didn't play good enough last week. That was the anomaly, though. And, and and that's the difference. That was the anomaly. That was the game where you didn't play to your potential. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Now you're in a situation where you're playing a truly elite offense. No one that they've played so far is elite. Ohio State's good. This is not a vintage Ohio State offense. It's not like you held, you know, was it be like the 2019 and 2018 Ohio State offenses to 17 points. Ohio State's offense last year was very good, not as good as previous years. Ohio State's offense this year is not as good as previous years. Uh, their numbers, even that I read, are a little bit inflated from a 62-point outburst against Western Kentucky. Uh, that that's the only other game they've scored. That's the only game they've scored, I believe, over 40 points. Uh, I don't even think Ohio State had 40 points on on um, Youngstown State, if I remember correctly. Let me let me look pull up Ohio State's uh, sheet real quick and uh, refresh my memory. Yes, they've only scored they scored 35 in Youngstown State. So again, not a vintage Ohio State offense. Now Notre Dame held them well below pretty much what everybody else had has held them in, in most statistics. It's their, not well below, but like the lowest yards per game they've had this year was against Notre Dame. 
the lowest uh, rush or yards per play was against Notre Dame. Their lowest passing yard, second lowest passing yardage total of the game. It was their third lowest rushing uh, rushing yardage uh, of the season. So, you know, they've done some things, some good things, even against those offenses. You're not holding USC to 17 points, though, right? You're you're not you're not doing that. You're you you're gonna hope to hold them to 30, right? Or or below. That's the goal, right? Is to just make enough stops. But Notre Dame's gonna need help from their offense. They have some things that they've done that they're good at. USC's not a very good third down offense. Notre Dame hasn't been a very good third down defense. That's gotta change against USC. You've gotta be get more stops because here here's the here's the concerning part that I have. Notre Dame's red zone defense is elite so far, which has kind of kept the numbers down. And that's not a knock on the defense because you look at the yards per play, that's an outstanding number. Notre Dame's yardage totals are a little down because teams have had shorter fields. Notre Dame has given up a lot of red zone opportunities this year. Uh, and if you look at um, at red zone attempts, Notre Dame ranks right now Let's find it here. It's very low. Where, where are we down here? Notre Dame has allowed 23 red zone attempts, which ranks 97th in college football. Now, part of that is they've played more games, but only two teams that have played or three teams that have played seven games or more have allowed more than Notre Dame. Now, the the, the problem has been not so much that they're allowing teams to move the ball at will, because if that was true, the numbers would for yards per game would be higher. But teams have had a lot of short fields on Notre Dame, and it's required the defense to make a lot of red zone stops. USC is hard to stop in the red zone. They are. You know, they rank 32nd overall in red zone defense, but they're third in touchdown offense. So when they get in the red zone, they've gotten in the red zone 30 times. 25 of those have ended in touchdowns. Now, Notre Dame's allowed 23 red zone trips, only eight of those have come in the red have have resulted in touchdowns. The problem however is that half of your red zone touchdowns allowed have come in the last 3 games. Uh you you allowed Duke to go 2 for 4, uh Louisville went 1 of 3, Ohio State went 1 of 2. You did a little better than you did than against NC State where NC State went 2 of 3. You know so you've been good but you're starting to give up a few more a few more of those in recent games after holding your first two opponents to none, but it's still good. It's still a very good number. But again, none of these offenses are as good as USC. None of them are. And so Notre Dame's going to have to do a better job in a couple areas. Number one, more third down stops. You're going to have to get more third down stops in this game. And then number two, you're not very good at forcing turnovers. USC just doesn't turn it over very much. You've got to make some plays to force turnovers. Notre Dame had multiple chances to force turnovers against USC last year, and they just failed to, to close on those balls. That can't happen. If you get a chance to get the ball away from Caleb Williams, you got to do it. You have to do it in this game. That's going to be a big part of the matchup. Quickly look at the passing game numbers. Again, this is elite on elite. Notre Dame's pass defense is legitimately outstanding, and, and um, they've been prone to giving up some big plays at times. But even last week against Louisville, Louisville came in with a pass offense that was averaging over 300 yards a game. Uh, If you look at Louisville's uh, production in the pass game uh, prior to that, as I said before, I believe they were at like 301. Um, Excuse me. uh, I'm looking at Notre Dame. So let's go to Louisville's pass offense. I believe they were around 301. Let me just look it up real quick. Uh, 16 
50 minus 150, 145 equals divided by five. So Louisville was averaging 301 passing yards per game on the season. Their lowest total up to that point in time was 238 against Indiana. They averaged 10.3 yards per attempt in that game because they only attempted 23 passes. Uh, and Notre Dame held them to 145 yards passing. So that's almost 100 below the next highest, the next worst number of, in, of 238 for Indiana. And it's well, it's over what not well over, over 100 more than anyone else. Now, they'd gone for 247 against Georgia Tech, 346 against Murray State, 238 against Miami, 388 against Boston College, 286 against NC State. Their yards per attempt numbers were 8.0, 12, 10.2, 10.3, 18.5, and 8.2. Notre held them to, to 6.0 yards per attempt. So, once again, Notre Dame's pass defense has just been really outstanding all season. You, you gave up 240 to Ohio State, but only 6.3 per attempt. Ohio State threw 38 passes in that game. They gave up 260 yards to NC State, but only 5.4 per attempt. They needed 48 passes to get there. Uh, so, so Notre Dame's pass defense has been has been quite good this season. Here's the concerning parts about this matchup for me. Uh, number one, Notre Dame has not been getting the ball lately. They've got six interceptions on the season. That's just one under one per game. But in the last four games, they only have one interception. Three of the six interceptions that Notre Dame has gotten this year uh, came in one game against NC State. So they have not been getting the football. They need to get the football. Um, so, uh, that, that's just, that's got to change, but overall, Notre Dame's past defense has been quite good this season. Uh, now the difference is, is Louisville had great pass weapons and a great pass scheme from Jeff Brom. They did not have a great quarterback. This is different. They have really good pass game weapons at USC. Uh, just Louisville did as well. Their, their offensive lines. Okay. Just like Louisville's. But the quarterback difference is way, way, way different. And so you're going to be tested like you have not been tested all year by Caleb Williams. You're going to have to play at your best. And, and so to me, that's we just we've got to see that. We've got to see that this week. They've got to be disruptive. Notre Dame still is tied for number one in the country now. They were number one by themselves last week. They're tied for number one this week. They've allowed opponents to complete 50% of their passes. Louisville was able to do 70.8. Part of that was they do a lot of balls behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, ULC will do that. So the, the completion percentage is going to be higher than 50%, highly likely. But what you need to do is limit the uh, the completion percentage on the throws beyond 10. That's going to be a, uh, the big key. And on the throws underneath that are going to have a higher percentage, you got to rally and tackle. It's going to be a big part of this game, really big part of this game, because you're playing, in my opinion, the second-best pass attack in college football right now. And I know that they are not second in yards, right, yards per game. Washington State is second in yards per game. And, you know, Props to what Washington State is doing with Cameron Ward this year. But right now, the best pass stack in college football is Washington's. I mean, they they have the best pass stack in college football, in my opinion. USC, to me, is second. And it's not just about yards. It's just the overall effectiveness of it. The, the, you know, it, it, it scares you more, mainly because of who their quarterback is. And and like I said, Washington State's been, um, or, you've been very good this year. They threw for a bunch of yards on teams and aren't really good at stopping the pass, to be honest with you. They were 246 against Wisconsin, only 204 against UCLA this weekend. 
you're not going to hold Caleb Williams to that kind of production, in my opinion. And if you do, it's an elite, elite performance. Stopping Cameron Ward, I mean, that's good. That's an accomplishment. He's a good football player. It's a whole different animal than stopping Caleb Williams. So they're going to have to be, um, they're going to have to be on top of their their game for sure to slow that down. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of the Irish Breakdown podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep? Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. Here's the matchup that matters most to me. This one right here is going to be the one that impacts the game the most. And I talked about this last year, and I believe the same thing last year. And it's every bit as true this year as it was last year, if not more so. And that is, is in order for Notre Dame to have a chance to make enough stops in this game to beat USC, they have to stop USC from running the football. That's true from a, a Caleb Williams scrambling around standpoint, and it's true from stopping the run game standpoint. And I talked about this last year when we went into this game. I said, look, this may sound crazy, but you've got to come out and, and, and stop USC from running the football. And the reason why is because they're going to get yards in the pass game. You know, they're going to make some plays in the pass game. What you have to do is you have to stop something. You have to, you have to make them one-dimensional because if you make them one-dimensional, then you're going to have enough opportunities uh, to come into this game and make enough stops to win the game, right? That's That's pretty much where it needs to be. And when you look at USC last year, they only passed for 232 yards in the game last year. One eighteen of twenty two. It's a very good number. Only passed for one touchdown last year. It was it was Caleb Williams. Actually, let me pull up his numbers. I believe it was his third worst performance of the season from a total yards standpoint. Yeah, two for two thirty two. He only had two games that were lower than that last season. The game before Notre Dame, he threw for four seventy against UCLA. The game after Notre Dame, he threw for three sixty three against Utah. He threw for two thirty two against Notre Dame. Reason USC was was so hard to stop offensively last year is because you allowed them to run the football. Your game plan was so geared towards stopping Caleb Williams that you did not respect the run game. And Lincoln Riley saw it early and went at him early. And they ran for 204 yards in that game, 5.2 yards per carry. Caleb Williams had his fair share of scrambles in that game. 
Uh, but you were you got beat in that game because you allowed tra- you not Travis Dye. They didn't even have Travis Dye. You allowed USC to go out there and run the football on you uh, with their number two running back, Austin Jones, who had 154 yards on 6.2 yards per carry against Notre Dame last year, uh, which is, I believe, his career best. To this day, it's his career best, 154 yards. And uh, you just can't allow that to happen. Now, USC's got a little bit of a different dynamic at running back this year than when they played Notre Dame last year. Uh, you still have Austin Jones, and you say, well, he's not running really well right now. Well, he didn't run very well most of last year either. He did have a nice game against UCLA the week before, but he didn't run a ton last year either. But they've got a little different dynamic because they have uh, – because if you remember, Travis Dye, as I mentioned, did not play in this game last year. And Travis Dye was their leading rusher last season. Austin Jones was their their rotation guy. And Travis Dye last season – uh, rushed for 884 yards. He only did. He only played 10 games, and then of course there was the game he got injured in, where he only rushed for 26 yards against Colorado. That was a kid last year that played 10 games, but he only was really healthy for nine of them, and he rushed for over 100 yards five times last year. Right, he was sort of their slasher back, and then Austin Jones was more of a smooth type of slasher back. Well, this year the dynamic is even more different because you've got a big physical kid in Marshawn uh, Lloyd, and then you've got the slashers in Austin Jones and Quentin Joyner. And, uh, you know, a kid that'll, that'll you know, might not play against their name. He's played three games and some of the blowouts. He hasn't played a, a whole lot then, since then. It's really Marshawn Lloyd and, and, um, and uh, uh, Marsh, uh, Austin Jones. You know, but they do have some other backs that they could go with if one of those guys goes down. And then, of course, you have Caleb Williams and his ability to run the football, mostly on scrambles, but occasionally they'll run them on a draw and do some different things with it. So you're going to have to come out in this game and shut this part of the game down. The problem, however, is Notre Dame's run defense is, get, is getting really worse week, week after week after week. You know, their pass game has been great all year, but sometimes, you know, I ask myself, are you, are you sacrificing the run to be – you know, good at the pass. You have to ask yourself that when you look at what Notre Dame's done the last, you know, the last three games at stopping the run. First four opponent, first five opponents held Navy to one twenty six, Tennessee State to eighty nine, NC State to eighty four, Ohio State to or Central Michigan to one thirty one, Ohio State to one twenty six. Half of that came off one carry. Last two games, one eighty nine to Duke, one eighty five to Louisville. And that's just not good enough. That's not good enough. Simply that, it's just not good enough. Notre Dame was not able to stop the Louisville run game last week. Uh, Jawar Jordan gashed him in the second half of the game. Yeah, you could talk about them wearing down and all those other kind of things, but it is what it is. USC is going to have zero sympathy for whether, you know, how many games Notre Dame has played in a row. You know, just just not going to happen. So they're going to have to come out and and, and – play shut down this part of the game make usc one-dimensional stop the first and second down runs get them in more third longs because he's going to convert third downs he's going to convert some third and 12s in this game he's just that good but if you put him in the more of those situations that you put him in the more opportunities there are to actually get some stops and that's going to be key especially early in the game is get some stops and that's what we need to see from this team so this is the matchup to me that's going to have the biggest impact in the game and then look the, the pass game matchup is huge. I talked about that before, right? You look at the numbers. That's that's a dynamic pass attack, and there's no doubt they're going to have some success. You can't just let them come out 
and throw for a million yards on you. Their receiving core, you know, lacks sort of that elite player that they've had in the past. They don't, I, I, I don't think, you know, Zachariah Branch is listed as questionable. Uh, um, Lincoln Riley talked about yesterday that they're not sure if he's going to play this weekend. He's not practicing yet. You know, Taj Washington's not an elite player. Brandon Rice is an elite player. Mario Williams is an elite player. Uh, Dorian Singer's not an elite player. Kyron Hudson's not an elite player. Lake, Lake McRae, their tight end's not an elite player. Zachariah Branch can eventually be if he can play and be healthy, but he's not an elite player right now. You know, Deuce Robinson's an elite talent. He's not an elite player right now. Uh, hasn't caught a pass since the Stanford game at this point in time. And so there's not elite talent there, or uh, th- there's no elite receiver there right now. But I just listed a bunch of guys, and that's what makes their pass game dangerous. It's not so much that they have a player that can shut you down. It's not that they have, um, you know, man, you just man, how are you going to stop Marquise Lee? You know, that guy's just a dude. How are you? How are you going to stop him? You know, how, how are you going to stop Drake London, man? He's just so good. How are you going to stop? How are you going to stop Michael Pittman? How are you going to stop Amon Ross St. Brown? You know, how are you going to stop, you know, Tyler Vaughn's and Deontay Barnett and Juju Smith-Schuster? And, you know, we could Nelson Aguilar and we could do this all day long, Robert Woods. And, and you know, how are you going to stop those guys? Well, they don't have that guy right now. What makes this pass offense so dangerous beyond just Caleb Williams? Because you're saying, well, they have Caleb Williams. That's true, but that's a little lazy. Uh, he can throw it, but they got to catch it. They got to get open. And if you watch this game, these kids are getting open. You know, Colorado was getting USC and some really some tough second and longs and third and longs. And then all of a sudden, you got Brendan Rice coming over the middle, getting open. Well, look, as good as Caleb Williams is, he's not getting wide open because Caleb Williams. He's getting wide open because the scheme – is really good, and that kid's a good route runner, and he's got great hands. And so, when when you look at these these matchups, and you say, "Man, they just you shut them down, you shut them down, you shut them down, boom, big play." That's the kind of stuff that Notre Dame has to be able to limit. Because when you look at USC's top two pass catchers, uh, they're both averaging over twenty yards a catch, right? They both have twenty one catches. Taj Washington has twenty one. Brennan Rice has twenty one. Taj Washington has four hundred fifty six yards. Brennan Rice has four hundred thirty four yards. Uh, Mario Williams only has 12.1 yards per carry because he catches a lot of short stuff, but he's a guy with a lot of speed that can make plays down the field. So, you know, this is a pass offense. It's just got so many different weapons and, and it's important. You're going to have to, you're going to have to hold your own on Saturday against this group, but it still comes down to, in my opinion, this right here, because if you dominate the run game, you're dominating it because you dominated the line of scrimmage. If you dominate the line of scrimmage, number one, it's tone setting, which just like that talk about the offense, it's tone setting. Who are you going to be as a football team? Where's your pride? Where's your heart? Not, not where is it like they don't have any, but like, what is it? What's your pride like? What's your heart like? What kind of what kind of football character do you have? Well, that's going to be on full display on Saturday. I'm not saying they don't have it. I'm saying that's going to be the key to coming into this game is do you have it? And if you do show it in this type of game. And if they do that and dominate the line of scrimmage, then that also is going to then play into the ability to get after the quarterback in the pass game, which is going to be key. And if you're able to do that, last year Notre Dame threw a game plan against USC. They completely abandoned stop trying to stop the run. Uh, Coach Freeman talked about how he didn't like that plan. So I don't think Notre Dame's going to go out there and just play their base nickel against USC. Might, uh, just because most teams don't. 
but I think you're good enough in the pass game that you don't have to completely abandon what you do completely the way other teams do. I don't think you necessarily have to do that. You have to make some adjustments because it's a different type of offense, but I don't think you have to completely abandon it. And if we see that, you know, then they may be in trouble. But if Notre Dame's able to kind of have some wrinkles but still play within themselves, that's going to be a big part of it. And I'm going to talk about some specific players when we get into the step-up time. But this right here is going to be the matchup that matters most for Notre Dame. All right, so I'm going to, as we get out of here, uh, before we get out of here and move on to the next section, I'm going to ask you guys to do me a big favor. Hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. If you're listening via podcast platform, we would love a five-star review. Greatly appreciate that. If you have not done so, uh, hit the message boards, sign up in the message boards, boards.rsbreakdown.com. I'd greatly, greatly appreciate that as we continue to try to build that community. <laughs> Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.